Welcome to the Real Estate Espresso Podcast, your morning shot of what's new in the world of real estate investing. I'm your host, Victor Manash. On today's show, we're talking about freedom of speech and what it means to be neutral. The year was 1889, and Alman Strugger was the undertaker in Kansas City, Missouri. Clients would call the operator and ask to be connected with the undertaker. The operator was called Mabel. In fact, they were all called Mabel. In those days, the operator would patch you through by pulling a wire out of the console and connecting the call manually to the destination. The problem is that one of the operators was married to the competing undertaker in town, and Almond Strauger was losing business to his competition because, in his opinion, the operator was giving calls intended for him to the competition, her husband. So Almond Strauger invented the first mechanical electrical phone switching system. It would allow users of the phone system to dial the number of the destination. The connection would be made with no human intervention and therefore no bias. The machine was truly neutral, and it would connect the parties following the commands of the person dialing the number. The Strauger step-by-step exchange was eventually sold all over the world and became the dominant phone system around the world for close to 70 years. The system was eventually replaced by the digital exchange invented at Bell Laboratories and Bell Northern Research. These systems maintained the neutrality inherent in the initial system devised by Almond Strauger. If you called FedEx, you were sure you're going to be connected with FedEx and not UPS or DHL. So that's the concept of neutrality, and the phone network solved that about 130 years ago. Now let's talk about freedom of speech, and we'll come back to Almond Strauger in a minute. So exactly what does freedom of speech mean? Most Western democracies have some form of freedom of speech enshrined in the Constitution. That's true in the U.S., Canada, the U.K., and most of Europe, and so on. But exactly what does that mean? It means you can't be persecuted for what you think or what you say. Now, there are limits on those freedoms. You're not free to harm others through your speech. For example, you can't frivolously yell fire in the middle of a crowded movie theater. You can't make defamatory statements which are aimed to damage the reputation of another person or company. So you can't say person X is a crook. Maybe if they've been convicted, you might get away with that. But generally, you can't make those kind of defamatory statements. You literally have the right to stand on a soapbox in a public space and make a speech. In the good old days, that might have been a soapbox in the Boston Commons or in Central Park or on the mall in Washington, D.C. Today, that means on the Internet or perhaps on social media or who knows, even a podcast. The makers of social media platforms are the modern day manufacturers of the soapbox. The manufacturer of the soapbox clearly can't be held responsible for what someone standing on the soapbox says. They merely cut some wood, screwed it together to form a box. So now we have a situation where the makers of the soapbox are being asked to police what's being said from the soapbox. We have government censorship of what is being said in social media, but the censorship is being performed by a private company. Arguably, social media is private property, not public. They use an agreement between users of the platform and the owners of the platform. It's between a company and a user. This is kind of an illegal gray zone. Something said on social media is not truly public, but in many ways it is public. There are so many messages being put out on social media and how a piece of software is supposed to figure out what's legitimate or in violation of the use standards is beyond me. For example, if I said the earth is flat, something that's generally accepted to be false, I might expect that statement to be deleted. If on the other hand, I said something like, I believe the earth is flat, that could be a true statement, not because it's a statement about the earth actually being flat. It's a statement about my beliefs about the earth being flat. And those are very, very different. Users of the internet and social media in particular 
would mostly acknowledge that there's all kinds of nonsense out there on the internet. Separating fiction from reality has become increasingly difficult in recent years. The amount of fake news is astounding. Now this week, the CEOs of Amazon, Apple, Facebook, and Google appeared before a congressional committee to answer questions about the amount of power and influence they wield to shape public opinion. They are the modern-day Mabel. By curating what's displayed on the platform, they're filtering out what you get to see. It's possible they're presenting content according to an algorithm tuned to the viewer's preferences. That would be ideal. On the other hand, it's also possible the algorithm is tuned to present information according to what Facebook wants you to see, or Google wants you to see, or the Democrats, or the Republicans. And this week in Congress, there were allegations that platforms might be altering their algorithms to suppress conservative speech, and that Facebook's thousands of contract content moderators might in fact be biased. And when that happens, then free speech gets suppressed, neutrality is gone, and Mabel is back in control of how calls get routed to the undertaker, and how propaganda gets presented to the voting population. And while fake news is a real problem, neutrality allows for free speech and for all points of view to be heard. Filtered fake news, where Mabel makes the decisions, is even worse. As you think about that, have an awesome rest of your day. Go make some great things happen. We'll talk to you again tomorrow.